Hi guys, how's it going? Um, welcome back to Humanity Jitsu Podcast. Um, this is a very special episode. It's episode 33. That's not what makes it special, but I like the number 33 anyways. Um, basically, what this uh, this week's episode is, is how Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or other martial arts or exercise in general affects your mental health. Um, so I'm here with Andrew Quinn. Unfortunately, Sean, uh, Sean could not be with us uh, today as um, he has a life outside of the podcast which is so shame on him it's so upsetting um, oh, man. but yeah no basically today we're going to be talking about the effects um the effects of uh, bjj and martial arts on your mental health uh it's really it's this is quite an important topic and i feel like it's often overlooked so myself and andrew and sean have all uh, made a huge effort towards this podcast um, this run, this might run on a bit long. This could be in two parts as well. If it's not, then all the better. But if it is, then we can just add in more things. And if people want to add in comments after they've heard the stories, or after they've heard this podcast, uh, and want to be featured in the second half, um, that's more than that's more than possible. You can just give uh, myself, Con Gracie, uh, Connor Russell Gracie on Instagram, or Humanzi, uh, Andrew Quinn on Instagram, a message, or Sean a message, uh, which is what's his Instagram handle. Uh, Shawnee Judo Jits. Yeah, Shawnee Judo Jits. Um, so that's his Instagram handle if you feel like sharing your story after you've heard this podcast. Um, now, this is available on Spotify and YouTube. So if you want to listen on either or, that is more than okay. Um, we will be having um, kind of like exclusive content, kind of like more uh, more in-depth look into people's stories or into my story even. Uh, maybe Andrew's story, maybe Sean's story as well. We'll, uh, we'll see how that goes along. Um, but there will be kind of more exclusive uh, content on this topic in general because it is a massive topic. It's hugely important, but we're only scratching the surface on this now. So um, we're probably going to start talking soon. Mm. Uh, just just one quick, just one quick thing, guys. If you guys want to support the podcast and get episodes a day early as well as Patreon exclusive episodes, follow us on Patreon. I'll have it in the show notes. Hopefully, if the the link will stay. So if you want to get the episodes early, exclusive content, it's only three euro a month. And uh, for the for the Humans Jitsu podcast Patreon, it's all just just get, get us better equipment, get us better sort of maybe make some more merchandise because uh, the T-shirts a few months ago killed it. Plus we're making some patches and the like. So, you know, if you want to support the podcast, it's all cool. So, Khan, let's take it away. We have also, speaking of that Patreon, we're going to have um, uh kind of like little technique videos as well just just stuff that worked for us really really well when we were first starting out because i know that um some people who some people who listen to the podcast are complete newbies uh, and that's okay technically blue belts are also still complete newbies and um, i say and i'm probably gonna end up regret saying that because somebody's gonna take a piss at me for it but um but yeah no it's always good to have uh, like different techniques that work for different people just to see what fits into your game um so that'll be coming up pretty soon that's really really exciting um, so yeah, so as I said in the intro, uh, this week's topic is on mental health and how it affects, how BGJ affects mental health. Um, so I did a lot of research on this on Facebook and I did a lot of research um, just in general. I got sent so many podcasts um, that, I, um, that I now have lost track of all my podcasts. What is going on here? <laughs> Why is this doing this? Why did I go to Facebook and it's just not letting me? Like. <laughs> oh man, uh, Sean just sent me a message there. You know, uh, Sean sent us some of um, 
his his points that he wanted covered on the episode because he couldn't make it. And yeah. he sent me a message saying he hid in the toilet so he could write all that down and send it to us. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we love you, Sean. We miss you. Uh, don't worry, guys. Sean will be back next week for the next topic episode. No worries. <laughs> this is all very saddening. Oh. Oh, what's this? So, guys, just like... One thing that I noticed when I was looking at doing some my research is that like it's not just jujitsu in general. Like uh, this is more of a sort of combating depression thing that I, I was looking up initially. It was like because exercise in general helps with depression, like getting around and moving, you know, that that sort of does help in the factor. There was actually this one experiment, like while Khan's looking for his podcast and stuff. <laughs> there was this one experiment that uh, these that these research researchers ran. They are like, okay, how do people who like um, who are on antidepressants compare to people who are on exercise? And what's the sort of uh, deal will you mend it to when you have people both on antidepressants and doing exercise to sort of you know improve their mental state? And they found that uh, people who were on antidepressants and exercise were equal to the people who were just doing the exercise. So you know. That's a good way to look at it because, you know, those two outcomes are virtually identical. The people who are on antidepressants and doing the exercise and the people just doing the exercise. And, you know, the people who are just on the antidepressants were like not even close in the same range as improvement in as those two groups. So, you know, that's sort of it's a pretty good way to look at it because, you know, just getting around the moving in general gets the, you know, gets the body moving, the endorphins running, you know, I don't want to be repeating myself, but it's just a good way to get on with it, if that's a way to look at it. Yeah, that's that's a. I started from my. I found some of my podcasts. Uh, sorry, I found some of my posts. And um, I saw one of the guys put up the questionnaire there. Um, how do you feel about Bernie being better than you? Sincerely, from Bernie. Bernie, you were like sixteen. Last time I checked, I like almost killed you when we were rolling. Don't don't say you're better than me. I am your coach. The, how dare you? How, how dare you, man? Uh, I know Bernie Ward's a great guy, like, great kid. Like, I'm not even sure if he's 16. Though. I don't know why age he is. Um, but uh, he's a great kid. Like, uh, trains really hard. Enjoys himself. Always comes in with a smile. Always leaves with a bigger smile. That kind of thing. Um, yeah, no, I completely agree on the whole exercise. Um, being better than being better than uh, antidepressants as you were saying Andrew um, because like human interaction act, human interaction is probably one of the most important things uh, in the world even if you're an introvert um, so even getting out there with people um, that can change your whole um, your whole mindset well not even mindset just your whole kind of the whole vibe about you like because I remember sometimes I'm going in going out place absolutely full take because I couldn't have anything to do. Um not because like, you know, I was depressed or anything, although that's we'll go we'll get on that later. But like literally just because I'd have no one to talk to, there'd be nothing to do. But then whenever you go to training and stuff, like literally your mood will change like that. Like it's just pretty simple. Now, that being said, um I hope everyone's taken this with a grain of salt with a pinch of salt as in it's not easy just to jump in and train. Um so we understand that and we're just saying like the whole reason for doing this podcast is so that people who may be struggling with mental health or are struggling with themselves they might want to jump into some sort of 
physical exercise or mental exercise, just keep them distracted um, as a way of coping with that and a way of also improving themselves. Because um, it is almost like a, a coping mechanism. It is. It basically is a coping mechanism, but obviously um, it's a lot more, it's, it's a lot better in terms of like medication or so, not to mention not to mention have you ever <clears throat> sorry have you ever seen like um the side effects of like antidepressants like some of them give you like suicidal thoughts and stuff yeah. or fucking erectile dysfunction i'm like i don't know about you but i think if your penis isn't working properly that'll just make you more depressed call me crazy yeah no, that makes sense that makes sense obviously that's not obviously for everybody who's listening that's not the point of that particular thing but like just about your PV, um, it's pretty dick not working. But like, <laughs> but yeah, no, that is a big contributing factor to the whole like, um, to being also kind of like depressed and down. Like, you know, you sure you would be. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, <clears throat> like, yeah, there's just so many things in life that just love to fucking ruin your life. Just love to ruin your day. I've got about twelve thousand examples of things that just love to be like destroyed. Like, for example, my mood, um. But it's whenever you go into the gym and everything kind of just all gets washed away, which we'll be coming on to later. Um, but we'll, do you want to go on to Sean David? Do you want to go on to Sean stuff first and then we'll move on from there? Yeah, I'd say there's this uh, one thing I want because you sort of brought this up, see, with the introvert stuff. So, you know, jiu jitsu kind of forces you to socialize because do you have any idea? You need obviously you need someone to fucking train, which you can't do it yourself, you know, unless. You know, you they're need you or something, because you know you obviously gotta go up to someone and say, do you want to train or you know coach will put you together. You gotta talk to them eventually because it'll be fucking awkward otherwise. You know, let's just be real. You know, it'll sort of help you get over any sort of intro in introversion is I don't know if that's the right word. Intro, yeah. Introvert tendencies you might have it sort of helps you with that. You can sort of you know help you get over that because you know it gives you you know sort of let's just say you didn't have many friends like i did i personally i didn't have many uh friends before starting jiu-jitsu now all my friends are jiu-jitsu people you're like it gives you like a sort of sense of family and community and stuff you know it's is i don't really think there's any downside to that like there's a fucking you know just it's a good uh byproduct of tr- as well as learning how to strangle someone really cool so uh, those are pretty good byproducts in my opinion <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. But to get on to Sean's points, we'll just <laughs> read these out. I tell you, Sean. Sean is lovely handwriting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, one of the things he said was, uh, you know, teach you how to live in the moment, because you know, one sec. God damn, fucking indigestion's fucking me up today. Because you know, we all know the deal. Like everything else in the world, sort of melts away when you're training. Because you know. You can't really focus on your other problems when you're fucking have someone on your back and they have a fully locked in rear naked choke on you. You can't really worry about anything else at that instance, let's just say. That's not 100% true. Uh, it's 99% true. Well, it is, yeah. But like, I've been there since I've been thinking, fuck's sake, I'm really fucking, I really need to, like, I really need to eat food, like, or I really need to drink. Well, that's different. Like that, I know, that's. I know, but it's so funny when you say that. It's just like, oh, I've taught, I've been in that situation so many times. I'm, just, I'm defending it. I'm just thinking to myself, for fuck's sake, like, please stop. 
Oh, man. Sean's handwriting is so fucking neat, it's so hard to read because I'm not used to seeing fancy fucking words in front of me. Like, not fancy looking words, not fancy words. He's not using. Okay. Uh, focus. It uh, shows you uh, focusing on what you are doing, not what you need to do or have done at home or in work. You know, you know, it's just like, like I said, you're just in the moment. You know, you're focusing on what you're presently doing. You know, you're doing like a fucking bullfighter pass. You're, you're, you know, you're focusing on the leg work, the grips on the pants and the fucking rhythm and the movement. If you're doing it in like a speed drill sense, that's what you're fucking thinking of. As opposed to, oh man, we're fucking, uh, you know, I have to paint the fucking house tomorrow. God fucking damn it. You know, that shit. Yeah. He's right. Mm. I, you know, I, I sort of hit this one home. Like, uh, I'm not going to brag earlier. It's like, uh, you know, socializing and spending time with your friends with similar interests. Because we all have like uh, similar fuck my life we all have a similar goal and stuff in jiu-jitsu we all just want to improve and get better you know yeah because you know what's weird like uh i got i I was listening to chewy's podcast the other day it was like talking about like uh sort of how movements are created and tribes and shit like you can because he said this one thing it was like you can create like a sort of religious order like uh, that's the way he phrased it with with you can you can create one without a god being in the equation it, like uh, them saying oh this is our god we worship this god you can do that but it's impossible to do that without having like a devil in the equation do you know what i mean that's the sort mm. of thing they subscribe to but jiu-jitsu like if you want to say it's a cult or religion or like a sort of belief system or whatever let's just i just thought this is very analogous it was just like we sort of the way jiu-jitsu is like we don't have like a devil in jiu-jitsu but we do have a like a sort of god or an idea to strive for. It's just getting better. So that's like a sort of net positive thing as opposed to a net negative, as some other people would you know, think. That, I don't know. I just thought that was an interesting thing Chewie brought up the other day. I might, I might have butchered it in translation, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I got you. Mm. That's it. Another thing, Sean, was uh, it makes you realize that there's always room to improve. And if you can make a little, if you can make a little breathing space and ha. Uh, hang in there you can you can get the escape same as in real life because you know one of the things like uh, i had an episode recently that i had to scrap because the audio was shit but one of the points i brought home was like uh what's it uh, the enzo circle it's like constantly seeking perfection which you're never going to attain and stuff like that's the sort of thing there because you know you're, you, no one's ever going to be perfect air quotes at jiu-jitsu you know there's always going to be something because it's ever-changing evolving sort of equation you know the answer's always changing to one qu- to a question and shit. It's weird. Yeah. That's it. Ah, Sean also shoehorned the judo point in. God damn you, Sean. Why why must you do judo? What is judo? What is... Wait, how about we write a song called What is Judo? Baby, don't show me. That's like a fucking... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like I don't know what the rhyming scheme would be like. I don't give a shit. Man, that's like that one song I wrote. Do you know I that like song... It. You know that song, All the Single Ladies? It's all the single leggers, all the single leggers. <laughs> we didn't single leg on uh, this week, actually, which kind of creepy. All right. Ooh. Yeah. Nah, we, were do- we were doing single legs and shit last night. <laughs> okay. every, time, uh, you, every time you get thrown down, you, get, you dust yourself off, you get up and go again. Because, you know, get thrown down, it's all good. Like, uh, you know, you're getting up, see, 
as Bob Ross said, there's no mistakes, there's happy accidents. And as I, the great humanity of uh, Humanzyton, the greatest memer ever, wrote one time, it's only a mistake if you don't learn from it. Mm. Mm. Truth fuck. Okay, this is, this is the last of Sean's points, and this is a pretty good one, in my opinion. It's like, people, and men in particular, don't talk about their mental health because they can they can see it as a weakness. Being able to talk about it is a strength. People just need to listen. Like, it's not really... Sh- like, people are just really shit at, like, listening sometimes and dealing with people who, like, have a problem when they come to them. It's just, mm-hmm. like, it's not on you if, like, you, you say it to someone and they don't take... If they don't, like listen or like take it seriously that you know that's not a bad that's not on you like yeah people uh, just take it in fucking confirmation people don't know how to do generally in general people don't know how to deal with um their own emotions and they don't know how to deal with other people's emotions because irish people are kind of like get over it the ground mm. the point we'll get over it there like mm. uh, see i think that's good in some instances like for like most i like like you see like people in like america for example they get like offended over shit that doesn't really matter like we're always laughing at them like oh man they're fucking stupid like what the fuck they're getting pissy like that's good in that instance that we don't get pissed off so easily but then like you have the inverse side where it takes like it's a bit too hard to get like uh, an emotional sort of reaction out of us yeah exactly exactly like, I find that's kind of like me sometimes. Like, shit just doesn't bother me or make me upset at all, like, a lot of times. And I just think, am I a fucking psychopath or something? What the hell's wrong with me? Like, that, yeah. that, would, make a, that would make a normal person feel, like, bad or uncomfortable. I'm just thinking, am I crazy? Yeah, you would think you're kind of mad, but wouldn't you? I don't know. It's just the way I am. You think? Nah. That's yeah. it. I don't know. Maybe I should go to real therapy as opposed to jujitsu as my therapy, because some people actually do consider jujitsu their therapy. Real therapy is um, I don't know. It's not. It's not the same. I'm going to talk about that as well. Hmm. Yeah, that's it. And when here's like the last sort of point I went to bring home before we give it to Khan and his uh, weeks worth of research on this thesis or scientific study like uh because the amount of effort he's put into this episode it's like a scientific fucking study i'm not even joking it's like a scientific study my brain is very sore oh will we call you uh professor khan or dr khan just call me professor i guess uh shut your face (laughs) i'm not calling you professor (laughs) (laughs) well on on the group chat i am the right hand of god so yeah yeah but sean's the counselor no no. Yeah. Little little sidetrack. If anyone's ever played Resident Evil Four, there's this one fucking joke in the game where you're, this one guy's like, "I've sent my right hand to dispose of you," and the guy who plays is like, "Your right hand comes off." <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's a great game, especially on the Wii, because you get so much accuracy with the Wii modes. You can get oh, the Wii is so good. Dude, you can hit headshots so fucking easy, and Smash Bros. and the Wii is so fun, like, it's underrated. Or or this got messed up because you played it so much. Ah, dude. Or plus, uh, Wii bowling. I tell you, I went bowling in real life yesterday with my friends, with my boyos after training, and I fucking schooled those bastards in in, in bowling. (laughs) 
Because I was playing fucking Wii Bowling the whole time. I was fucking school those bastards. Nice. Yeah, Clay and Dylan, you fucking suck at bowling. Sorry, guys. Side track again. Sorry, lads. <laughs> okay, guys, back. Sidebar over. See, one of the things I, I sort of, I was seeing a, a, a trend of is like, jiu-jitsu helps you develop mental toughness. Like, you know, you're not like giving up on stuff so easily. You're sticking with it. You're powering through. And you're fucking, you know, seeing it through to the end. You know, instead of opposed to just giving up and rolling over and shit, like you know, jiu-jitsu just helps you fight harder and stuff. You know, especially in real life, because you know, if you're getting good at jiu-jitsu, you know, it helps you develop confidence, and you know, you're not gonna fucking let people treat you bad. You're like, you know, even like not even just a physical thing, like you know, verbal fucking exchange. Someone's giving cheek to you. You always have that thing in your mind, like, I could beat the shit out of them if this escalates. So what the fuck am I scared of? I can yeah. just say, I can chat, you know, I can fucking talk back to them. Fuck them. That's that sort of thing. Because if it does go to physical thing, like, you know, you beat them anyway. So you don't, ha- you're not like scared or anything. It always comes back to beating people up. Sorry. Yeah. Well, technically it's putting them back in their place where they should be. If they're going to be fucking, if they're going to be dickhead or, or whatever they're going to be. Uh, I think less people would be assholes in this world if uh, they got strangled at least once. You know, know know what they're in for if they step out of line. It's yeah. the wrong person. Sure, I've done that before. Mm. That's it. Yeah, so that's it. I got uh, one of the things. Well, I'll hand this off to Con in a minute. Sorry, man. I just I remember this oh, now. Good. Take your time. Sure. The whole point of this is to get everything out of the way. Like, not out of the way. Mm. But... You know, out, out in the air, out in the open, up yeah. in the air, uh, under the river, under the bridge. Sorry, yeah. under the bridge. That's a terrible expression. All right, so I got one sort of uh, story off of someone from the, the Instagram question. Follow at the Humans and Jitsu podcast. It's a new page that we've set up as opposed to keeping it on three of our ones. We just like centered it there. Shameless plug. <laughs> uh, sorry, guys. So that's it. Uh, man, like I put up a thing saying what's people's uh, experience or opinions on the topic of mental health and jiu-jitsu and the like it's like uh man i have so much to say about this topic i don't even know where to start in the past i relied solely on my exercise rather than dealing with my mental health and suffer suffered burnouts in my experience in my experience uh bjj and exercise is great for the men for that for mental health but should not be the only option you know like you shouldn't really use that as the only escape and shit because some people do that they just go train they just go fucking strangle people and not like deal with their problems and shit mm. All right, that's all she wrote, Khan, so oh, take it away. I thought it was more. <laughs> nah, you know, they really should just send me a message with like a million paragraphs like uh, Ross O'Neill did with the fucking uh, weight cutting thing. Instead of just sending like three messages in the Instagram th- questionnaire thing. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right, so all you, bro. I'm trying to find my posts because like I posted them all. I found one of them and I posted them. And then my notification doesn't go far back and it's trying to find out where I actually... Oh, here it is. Oh, one sec. Found uh, it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm just circling that down. Okay. I'm going to Let's start see. off with uh, the basically stuff that I put into Chuchitsu. Um, so basically, Chewy Podcast. Essentially, mm. I put it page and I got, I got a few responses from that. Um, you know... I am expecting a few responses after this podcast as well, so don't be afraid to send some in. 
um, and we can uh, we can work on getting them on the podcast or on the Patreon. And if you are featured on the Patreon, and if you do want to listen to it, um, uh, you're going to get a free membership essentially, just so you can listen to it for the moment. Mm. Yeah, we'll see. We'll figure something out. Yeah, because we don't want to be like here telling your story and then like, you know, you would not get into like ac- access to it. Like, you know what I mean, um, mm. so I here we go. This one is from Mike. He says BJJ for me is a huge stress relief. I work an extremely stressful job as an LEO. I don't know what LEO is. Uh, mm. Do you know what it is? Uh, no. I'd say. I'll look it up super quick, but like, uh, you keep going. Anyways, um, when I'm on the mats, all my, uh, all my stress from work, family, and life in general just melt away. I'll leave the mats feeling clear and calm. It's amazing. Um, Zachary said DM'd, so I'll read that out in a second. Um. Mike, another guy named Mike, or no, sorry, this guy's name is Mick. Uh, hey, mate, this is a big passion uh, of mine, and I think there's lots of reasons why jiu-jitsu is fantastic for your mental health. I started this group to share my story and pondering about it, uh, and pondering about why it's so beneficial. Uh, the group is called The Grappling Mind, by the way, if you're, in case you're wondering. Um, mm. It's amazing how many people, whether, have been, uh, whether they have been diagnosed with mental health problems or not, get a huge mental benefit from grappling. Um, which is very true. This is this is all like this is all 100 accurate. This guy named Adam Griffin. Uh, now this is actually we're going to move on to another time. Um, but I'm going to read out his comment anyways. Hey mate, I'm a pediatric OT, um, working here in Dubai, and I've used and have used grappling many many times in my clinical practice. In fact, I've written a few articles and radio shows and podcasts with benef- uh, the benefits of grappling for mental health and psychological well-being. Here's a link to the recent one, the Jits Guy podcast. Um, that particular one is for uh, kids' mental toughness and kids' development uh, in alignment um, with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So we can get onto that later on because I used to help coach the kids up in SPG to the more. So that's that's another one that's close to my heart. Like, um, so we will, we will move on from that one. Jamie Jamie says, "Hello, mate. Good work. I've been training martial arts constantly for 24 years. I'm 47. I've experienced stress from work and relationships uh, that have been debilitating." What has seen me through the dark, uh, tough and dark times more than anything has been my passion for martial arts and physical training, which is uh, martial arts for me as well. The camaraderie, friendship and training with every color creed humbles me and keeps me grounded. Another man said DM. So that's, I'll read that later on. Mm. Yeah, just a quick sidetrack. I looked up LEO. It's a law enforcement officer. Oh, okay. Police officer? Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, that makes sense. I've seen that around loads of places. I don't know what it was. Anyways, um, moving on. Rich said, I lost my father, grandfather, uh, 28. Uh, I lost my father and grandfather within a 28-day span. So basically within a month of each other. Hmm. BJ helped me cope uh, and take my mind away from the pain. It's also helped me with my daily mood. I'm much more relaxed and less agitated than that, uh, less agitated now. Former Marine Ridge says former former infantry Marine uh, one tour in Fallujah, Iraq, and another one in uh, Marja, Afghanistan. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. I'm so sorry. Um, Jiu Jitsu absolutely saved my life. Before uh, before that was saying was cool. Chuck bipolar disorder, PTSD, uh, addiction. Lost 250 pounds doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. That's a lot. That's, that's a, a fuck ton. That's a lot of weight. 
I would love to tell my story and it won't be anonymous. I have actually DM'd him and I haven't got a response off him. I'll try I'll try again. Um if we do a second half, I'll I'm gonna try and get another response off him. So uh Chris Chris says, Hey brother, I'm a licensed uh, clinical social worker and I've been providing mental health care for five years. I'm a one stripe blue belt. BTJ is my therapy. If you ever want to talk or need a guest, holler. And thank you for normalizing mental health. I can't wait until the day comes around where one of us uh, those of us who don't go uh, for mental health treatment will be the ones who get funny looks. Lol. It's true. I, I completely, that's, that's last. Um, part of the DMs. I'll go to them. Mm. Yeah, he brought up something really interesting there. He's like, people seeking like help will like uh, people get like funny looks and shit. Like, I don't see why people sh- like are all judgy about that. Yeah. Because think about this way. Let's say you had like a physical injury. Like say you tore your fucking meniscus or something you went to like a sports therapist and shit to get that sorted no no one's going to give you judge judgy looks there like mm-hmm. that's like a that's a sports therapy session but if you have like mental baggage and stuff and you go to like a fucking fucking what's shrink. That? Psych- psychology shrink and stuff psychologist or something people are judgy about that shit and stuff like i don't get the appeal like just mind your own fucking business really yeah yeah i totally agree it's it, humans have this kind of tendency to look into other people's lives um, and sometimes not in a good way do you know what I mean so that's why mm. whenever, that's why whenever I think I see somebody going into a mental health hospital or doing whatever it's kind of okay, good you know you help yourself like help yourself first and it'll kind of whatever it's like, oh that person's crazy like, well like just no matter what they are like they're trying to help themselves here like you know don't put them down don't ever put anybody else down for trying to help themselves you mm. know what I mean yeah plus like uh, say you don't want to talk to anyone about like let's say like you are going to therapy and people are like, oh man, what are you going there for? Like, there's no nothing wrong with saying, oh, dude, look, it's none of your business. So, yeah, fuck off. There's nothing wrong with that because you know it isn't their business. You shouldn't have any qualms telling someone, yeah, uh, you don't need to know, so I'm not telling you. Yeah, sure, you shouldn't. Um, like, people kind of have this tendency to, if somebody asks a question and the person that they that they the person that give the answer to isn't satisfied with the answer to to try to give like a more satisfactory answer. But um if somebody asks you a question that has to, that revolves around your mental health and you're not comfortable sharing it, please don't hesitate to tell them to fuck right off if you're not comfortable telling them. That's just how I am. And somebody asks me something asks me how I'm doing, I'm like, yeah I'm all right. It's like, and the cracks no, no, no crack. And then somebody if I say something it's like, oh what happened there? I'm like, oh, look, I don't want to talk about it right now. Like, you know, I might talk to you about it later, but right now I'm not ready. Okay, fair enough, like that's more than okay like it's okay mm. sometimes it is okay to say no sometimes um especially in regards to mental health mental health is so important that you just need to be able to kind of be okay with it yourself before you can kind of say it to other people mm. well no that's yeah. not true but like you know yeah i get what you're saying like you should sort your own shit out before like uh trying to help everyone else really you know because yeah. everyone has a fucking cross to bear like try sort your own thing out before like spewing advice to other people mm, exactly it's kind of like, uh, see, I was big into Jordan Peterson like a year or two ago. I sort of fell off that a little. I just didn't keep up with it really. But see, one of the things he said in his book was like, clean your room. Because if you don't even have your own, like, because the room is where you spend your most, most amount of your time. You know, you sleep there. You practically live there. It's sort of a reflection of your psyche. If you don't have your, your the space you occupy most, you don't have that in a good state. Like, who the fuck are you to tell other people how to sort their thing out? Mm, exactly. Um, just another thing about cleaning rooms and stuff. Um, just for people out there who say, 
I'm not going to clean my room because it's going to get dirty again. Or I'm not going to make my bed because I'm going to get back into it again. Why do you wipe your arse after you shit? Because okay. you don't want it to crust up and give you an infection? Exactly. You don't want your bed to be all fucking weird and disgusting. Right? So nah, you, good, good point. Mental health. If you get up, make your bed. I know it's a little small thing. Make your bed. It's all, like, it, it'll take, what, like, two minutes max. And then if you want to go for a nap, your bed's made. If you want to just chill around, your bed's made. If you want to get into bed and go to sleep, your bed's made. If you bring a girl back, the bed's made. If yeah, it's a mess, if, if it's a mess, she'll think someone else was just in it. She's like, did you fuck another woman in this right five minutes ago? What the hell? Yeah, like it is um, like it is kind of a mental thing where, like, you know, if your bed's made, you know, that's one less thing you have to worry about. I know it's like, it's just on your bed, but it's still one less thing you have to worry about. It's still a thing people sometimes worry about because whenever I'm around a bed, I try to make my bed. I don't because sometimes I just kind of forget and I'll come back in and I'm like, oh, no, this is a mess. And then whenever I do make it and I come back in, I'm just straight into bed. And it's, you kind of just forget about the fact that you made it and then you just hop in. But it's nice and relaxing just to be able to get into something without having to be like, go through that hole. Hula-hoop. Go through the hole? <laughs> yeah, literally, go through the hole, hula hoop. Fucking, like, my bed's a mess, my room's a mess, I need to clean this shit. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so what were we saying with that guy Jamie was it you were reading his thing or was it someone else oh no before, before, before I went on the tangent no it's um, I'm now on the one from Tullamore and I've got some I've got I think I've got two I think I've got two more um, alright uh, Joseph I'm not sure yeah uh, yeah I'm going to say I'm going to call him Ben because Ben didn't write this but I'm going to say Ben anyway it's just because because I wasn't 100% clear on whether he wanted it to be anonymous or not. Um, so honestly, back in 2009, my son died shortly after birth. After a long time, I was fine. And No, sorry. And for a long time, I was fine. I was so busy in life at the time as there was massive media coverage and court cases involved. So for years afterwards, I was okay. Then after five years, after everything, I started having panic attacks, headaches, multiple things at, at, at a time. As putting down, uh, I was putting down to my own health. Uh, and had headaches all the time. I was putting it down to physical illness, going into the doctor trying to find out what it was. Um, after many visits, after many visits to the doctor, uh, I was told it's it's anxiety and depression. I was put on antidepressants. After about two years of, of uh, being on antidepressants, I decided I want to train MMA as a massive MMA fan. I went up to SBG Tullamore for the first t- for the first BJJ. And I came in to see all these massive guys and said, fuck this. I went to the CrossFit. So for about a month, I was doing CrossFit. And I said, you know what? Let's do it. And I went I went in one day, took my first class for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I realized uh, that the big guys are some of the nicest, most helpful guys in there. Everyone is honestly, everyone is. Honestly, I'm, um, I'm 6'5 and around 57 kilos. Uh, and the guys never hurt me. They also treat me... Uh, they also treat me just like I was going, I was going pro, giving me time and dedication. After a couple of months, I've decided to go to the doctor and see what coming off my meds, and he agreed. So I came back, and so I came back off them, and never looked back. I've been doing BJJ for over two years and continuously changing my life. I set small achieve, uh, achievable goals every year. My first year was to get one stripe. I got three. Second year was to get my fourth. I got my white blue belt. I felt so. I feel so much love for our team, and honestly, every time Kieran calls me for, for a promotion, I nearly cry. I owe these guys and teammates a lot, and that's the rough version of my story. If you want the full ver- version, it's about three thousand pages. Um, 
and that's one of the guys in our story. His own, I've um, I, I actually trained his kid for a little while. Um, he has a daughter as well. Um, but he's a lovely guy. Like you know, his whole family, like his wife is a lovely. His daughter's lovely as well. They're all great. Like, and um, and they're all constantly going on about how how uh, how great like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is for them, and just kind of keep them happy and like you know keep them entertained and everything like you know because if you're in stuck inside all day long you know you're going to go a bit nuts especially with the quarantine that we just had um mm. which a lot of people are mad to get back into training um so fair play to that man there for telling us a story um and and i said back to him because it's true it takes a lot of courage and bravery to keep going in life uh, when everything seems lost or even when something doesn't make sense i'm glad we could help i'm proud of you for sharing uh you're still you're still on your hero's journey myself myself and i know everybody in spg will tell more will say will say the same when i say the privilege uh it's a privilege to be part of your story which is true it is a privilege to be part of people's stories in the gym it just is um because you know like i'm going to go on to another point about it later but like the whole reason why people some some people love Brazilian jiu-jitsu and love martial arts is because it's easier than the whole, their actual life it just is like life is fucking hard um, going on to this next one, uh, I love that when I walk into the gym, I always get such a big welcome and a smile. I think of nothing else, only training for the hour that I'm there. What an escape and what a relief it is. And I just want to add how how a lot of you, particularly the guys I quoted last, showed great kindness and patience uh, to me by partnering up, keeping me involved. Thank you so much. That's just from some of the guys. Um, I'll go on to the, I'll go on to the message room a little bit, but I won't go on to that now. Um, there's one more here if I can find it. Oh, here it is. Alright, so. Alright, so. Uh, this one went into this one went into the Irish Brazilian Jiu Jitsu grappling. Um, my friend, he's actually from the gym. He said, "Well, for me personally, I find martial arts helps create a great sense of self worth. As I have autism and I find it not great to so uh, at social cues, I find it difficult to detect when people lie." which by itself isn't a big problem. However, we live in a society which awards and compliments people on basic work, which anyone half brain can do. However, with, boss, with boxing, for example, there is no bullshit because no one is going to let you tee off on their face to make you feel better. Instead, you realize you're doing a good job yourself because the day you land one more punch and dodge one, uh, one more shot and one more punch and dodge one more punch, excuse me, um, martial, arts, martial arts is great because there's no bullshit. You can see success and you can see failure. What do you have to say on that? Mm. Now that's pretty good because you know, you're fucking, you're in the nitty gritty of it. You're not like nobody's patting your head every second of the way. You got to see. You do have to be realistic and stuff. It's very hard to be analytical. Like a uh, example, like last night I was a bit like because uh, last night was my second class back at the gym. We move locations. You know, we're all training in little little groups and like uh excuse me the first night i felt like the fucking king of the world because you know there's some really good blue belts in my group and there's a good purple belt and i fucking submitted everyone on the mat except for like this one like really good blue belt but whatever like i submitted everyone on the mats and i didn't get submitted at all so i felt like the fucking king of the world i was like yeah man i'm a bad motherfucker i'm the fucking humanity and you know i was thinking consciously like and then last night i got submitted by that tiny uh blue belt guy fucking guillotine the fuck out of me because like i went for a shitty takedown and it's like fucking floating guard shit like crazy shit but then i was hitting other stuff you got to be very 
analytical after training and stuff you know see what's working what isn't working where you're falling down what you're hitting you may not even be thinking about what you're hitting but you know if you think about it afterwards like man i'm hitting a, i'm hitting that move a lot maybe i should mm. work, work on it more improve it because yeah. you know you're maybe you're you could unintentionally be, be finding something you're really good at who knows yeah true like that's how that's how you fucking find out what you're good at is just by playing around with stuff mm. And all kind of that sounds stupid when it's like, wait, which, what do I, what do you mean, how do I know? It's like, well, I don't know. Just try stuff, just try new things. Well, so, like, here's the way I wanted to look at it. Did you submit everyone on the mat with the same move? Maybe work on that mat, that move a little more. Mm, just, exactly. just, just the thought. Yeah, yeah. You, like, you might want to consider that. If someone's working for you, then fucking make it work for you then. Um, another even thing. if it's... Sorry, um, go ahead. Even, like, even if it's not working all the way, but you're getting, like halfway through if you're getting nearly getting it in you're getting the entry you're getting the submission in but they escape that's not like a failure that's not that's not a, a fucking reason to give up on it obviously you're doing something right if you're getting entry you're getting the submission locked in but they're escaping that's just one little thing you've got to tweak you guys just gotta you know tweak your tweak your finish a little that's fairly easy than just throwing the baby out with the bat water and getting rid of the move and not using it and trying something else you know yeah. just try tweak your fucking finish and stuff that's yeah. that's easier than finding a whole new move to get good at. So true. Like. Um, it's, and also, it, that's another way of saying you're there, but you're not you're not there yet, but you will be there. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that can be that can be um, that can be applied to life in general. Like, you're so close to something, but you're not there yet. But that's fine. Take some people longer than others to get to the place where they want to be, like, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, just keep going, like. I think that's like, just the uh, that's just the embodiment of like the fourth stripe on uh, whatever belts, like just any belt. Like you know, you're so close to the next one, but there's just a little stuff to yeah. iron out. You know, that's, that's pretty more. much what like you know, four to one encapsulates if you want to be looking at it in that way. Mm. Um. This person, she says, I used to think I was never good at anything until I found martial arts. It's given me huge confidence in myself and my abilities. It's taught me to self-respect myself and foremost never put myself down or to be too hard on myself, which I did for almost 23 years. My mindset has changed completely and I couldn't be more proud of myself for sticking with the hardest thing I've ever done and making it my life goal to master it. Goddamn, man. We've got, like, we've got a few actual DMs as well. It's like, oh my god. Um, so there is. Uh, I'll go through these and I'll go on about my story as well. Then, how long are we on this for? We're on this for about another. We're on this for about 43 minutes. So, yeah. We'll try to keep this down to nice and easy. Um, yo, I seen your post and said I would share. Uh, we're hands. Oh yeah, here we go. Uh, yo, I saw your story and I said I would share it. Uh, I'd rather type it here, but not because I'm ashamed. Uh, just, uh, just don't want to. Put it. I started BJJ because I roped, was roped into it by Alan Wright. <laughs> right at the very start, yeah, somebody made me do it. Um, I was reluctant because I had nep- I was a, I had been epileptic for years and had never, uh, never done anything where I was actually fighting as such. Alan said it was great for the mental health. I've been suffering from severe anxiety. Uh, I was depressed. I felt suicidal. I was doing a lot of drugs and drinking a lot. I was in a severely bad place mentally and physically. I was battered. 
I had major heart, uh, broken heart syndrome, which is an actual physical thing. I had really bad pains in my chest and everything. I was so, so sad and bitter and angry at, all the time at the same time. What BJJ did for me was give me something to focus on. It made me realize that life was always trying to choke you out. And if you don't learn, learn to fight back, you're going to attack. BJJ gave me renewed confidence in myself. It gave me self-esteem. It made me confident that I could handle myself in an altercation, but also handle myself internally. I owe a lot to Alan Ryan for dragging me uh, down to SPG to more, but also to uh, Kieran, John, and Dean. Dirty Kieran also, which is Kieran O'Donnell because wrist locks. Haha. Um, <laughs> All the guys for being patient and understanding and helping me learn and get stronger physically and mentally. Yourself as well for being patient with me and teaching me how to wrestle and kicking me in the arse when I needed it. You can use the story if you like. Totally up to you if you need it. Of course, you can use my name. That's easy. Um, that's Park. I'm not going to say a second name because. Um, mm. okay, there's another one here. Um, so many. Um, oh my god, there's another one. <laughs> I just found like three more. Um, right, so I'll go on to Paddy next. Right, so Paddy. Right, so Paddy. Oh, oh shit. Um, Paddy said, "Well, dude, uh, how are you? Miss you, man. I miss you too, Paddy." Um, that sounded sarcastic. It was not. Um, actually, I saw him the other day in the gym. Uh, hope you're hope you're keeping well in these hard times. Going going through a bit of a, a dark time. Lost my mum last week. She was sick for a few years. Uh, just you brought up mental health, so it's so important. It's awesome you're covering the topic. You don't know my past life. I've struggled a lot with mental health, on disability, severe depression and anxiety, bipolar, on meds. I've been in the hospital. Ex biker. I've been to depths of depression to the point where I was going to end it all. If you ever struggle, man, come to me, not alone, uh, and we can figure we can figure whatever the issue is together. Your mental health can really stop you from life and living. I struggle. I still struggle, but I'm here for you, dude. That guy is um he's a great guy. I could, I just can't sing. Mm. Nah, no, I get you, man. That's a what did you get like three new ones there? Just like at the one time? No, I just. Oh, okay. There's just so many down here where it's just like, this is a long one. Do you want me to read this or will I leave this for the yoke? No, let's, uh, let's hear it. Um, Hi, Con. I saw your post and I would like to share my story. I've suffered from depression for many years, for many years, and I've uh, been on medication as a result. I've never really seen the signs and it came to a head during a very difficult period of my life. I dismissed it originally as never as it never manifested itself in, in the way most people associate with um, depression. Uh, I didn't want to kill myself. Uh, I wasn't down like people think. I was angry, just angry about everything, and I wasn't comfortable in my own skin. I didn't hate myself, but I had an uncomfortable feeling that I couldn't put my finger on. It's like feeling that uh, it's like feeling you get after it's like the feeling you get after drinking too much after a night out. You just don't feel right. I kept myself busy and managed to deflect these feelings. I was a good footballer and played five times a week for two teams. Then my life went to shit when I smashed my knee playing a match overnight and I lost something that was, that was a rock in my life. It's something I was good at. It kept me busy and on a straight and narrow when I was lost. I lost the one thing that's keeping me focused. I went to a bad place and broke up, broke up with my girlfriend and everything angered me as a result. And also... Uh, things got worse. My sleep became badly affected. I went through four months of time. This was hell. Trying to sleep, staring at the back of my eyelids for hours, then walking around like the dead. 
day. It was only when I sat down with the doctor I visited him for chest infection when he explained what was wrong, uh, what, what my perceived idea of depression was, and that his and that he was certain that I that I had a serotonin deficiency and put me on medication. This was a step in the right direction. Then I attended hypnosis for my sleeping. This ended up resurfacing a lot of buried shit through. This ended up resurfacing a lot of buried shit. Through the counselling and medication, I started working on fixing myself. I had always buried my deep past within, my past deep within. Uh, this caused some problems, so I knew it had to be addressed or at least acknowledged. You see, I was badly bullied as a kid. I mean, badly bullied. From first to sixth class year, I was beaten and humiliated. Once I was beaten so badly, I was out of school for a month. I also come from a household where my parents were constantly fighting. My father just seemed to dislike me. Me and my three other siblings had broken have broken marriages and I know this is not a coincidence. My bullying continued from primary to the end of secondary school and only when I left home to go to college I did get away from it. Uh, I buried it deep and but it, I buried it deep and it was always there making me question myself. I thought I'd moved on and I was successful in college and I was captain of the soccer team. Won two All-Irelands and got a scholarship to the UK. I had a great time. My first job, I got my first job and I thrived. Uh, it was my second job where I encountered want for for a better word an absolute cunt of a boss um the feelings of insecurity rose again this unfortunately was at the same time i smashed my leg so all the stars lined up perfectly to put me in a bad place so how does martial arts fall into this i trained kempo when i was a kid but the instructor was a bully and i left after two years in my teens i tried bushido but i also played football so that got shelved immediately it was only after i smashed my knee and realized football wasn't happening again i looked for something else i was going to the gym and uh, I was going to the gym and built like a brick shit house, but I knew I, I knew I wasn't uh, but I knew I wasn't a fighter. I always wanted to do martial arts, but in time my time and money was always an issue. Now it wasn't. So I start so I decided to restart my MMA journey um at the age of thirty three. Initially I went to the MMA gym. I loved it. My career was taking off and black eyes and management don't work well together. I transitioned to Muay Thai and again, loved it, but my bad knee was always a problem. I started judo, Sean, Shawnee. I started <laughs> but the club was closed. Uh, so it was back to MMA. The next year I got married and we moved in. We moved uh, down to our hometown. A year after I had my first child and later that year I discovered Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Immediately, I loved it. I loved the technical and cerebral aspect of it and I was hooked. I was still a big guy, but I was amazed how easily guys, how I would get my ass handed to me with guys half my size. Sport is the definition of humility and I loved it. I'm doing BJJ eight years now. Mental health has never been better. It's a sport that keeps me on my toes. It helps me unwind after a stressful day of work. Plus, I sleep like a corpse after a hard session. Same. Ditto. Um, I also run an academy and I love passing all my knowledge and making a difference to other people's lives. I know that I'm a capable man and the bullies uh, of my past are, no, are of no significance. They wouldn't last a minute if I had, it wouldn't last a minute, but I have no desire to seek, to seek uh, retribution. They are part of, of what has made me who I am today. I'm very confident, very uh, humble, very comfortable in my own skin. I've made peace of myself. Uh, made peace with myself and my past, and I both have a great have a great relationship with both my parents now. I've been down to the bottom of the well, and I know that I can lift myself out if the time comes. If the time comes again, but BGJ has played a big part in my rehabilitation. 
Um, he also said, I was lucky to have friends uh, who helped me immensely. They've been with me since I was 13 and still do. And they've always had my back and still do 30 years later. I'm happy for you to share this story, but I prefer to stay anonymous. I'm not ashamed from it. I'm not ashamed, far from it, but I'm in management and I don't want my staff seeing my private life, hence using my Irish surname. It only takes one asshole to try you something like like this to their advantage. I've seen enough heartless, treacherous pricks in my time. If someone wants to talk, though, I'd be delighted to listen up and try and help. Mm. Man, that one is fucking pretty good, in my opinion. Like, just all the fucking stuff leading up to that along. So, so many fucking hurdles there, especially, you mm. know, the knee getting fucked up, having the black eyes in management, that's a bad, you know, bad idea, the judo club closing, fucking hell, man. It's a... I can't imagine that was fun. <laughs> no. Um, but look, say la vie. Um, such is life. Life isn't fun. Life's a piece of fucking shit. We just, everybody has their own thing to get them out of the fucking hole that they're fucking drowning in. Some people have, a, some people have it easier than others, naturally enough. But, you know, um, yeah, I, I think that people just... Resilience just gives you so, so much empowerment to be to be confident to to do something that you like doing, um, to, to rip the piss out of your friends in the gym. I tear the fuck out of like oh my friends in the gym. But it's not because I don't like them. It's just because I like to, I like messing with them. Like, you know, everybody has friends in the gym and everything. And occasionally you will say if there, if you if if your friend is also standing up with another person like in jujitsu, you're gonna say do a flying heel hook or something like that. You'll always say shit to mess with them. And um, even a little shit like that, somebody says that to me, I'm probably going to start laughing in the middle of a serious role. Like, I'm always going to start laughing. Because um, they're not thinking about anything, and then somebody will just randomly throw in, heel hook, inverted heel hook. It's like, sure, man. Try not to get blast double here, man. And <laughs> uh, uh, no, you, got, you do have to keep it light, because, you know, it's not like it's the fucking final at ADCC. You're just training, you're having a crack with your yeah. boys. You know, you know a, there's, there's no need to be super duper serious in yeah, every I'm, session. You you know this now when when we roll next time, but I laugh at things whenever we're whenever I'm rolling. If I get something that shouldn't work, like a truck, because everyone knows what a truck is from where like you're in half guard, uh, and you get your knee out and then you roll over right, you roll, roll over your shoulder and then you get in the back or the banana split or a calf slicer or a twist or whatever you want to do from there. Um, I um I laugh whenever that happens because I'm just like that shouldn't work, but it does and it makes me happy. So I just like start manically laughing, like um. Like the Joker or something, and everyone's kind of like, "You're awesome. yeah, I'm not sorry." Um, so <laughs> uh, sorry, not sorry. Yeah, literally, it does give you little kind of weird caveats that you can just laugh at for no reason whatsoever. But you just you just constantly find yourself laughing at them because because you're just in that kind of state of mind where you can be you just rip the piss out of everything. Um, will I go on to my story? Or do you want to do you have any comments first? Uh, no, we go to your one if you want. It's all good. Wait. All right, so um, everybody knows who I am at this stage. Well, no, everybody knows that I'm me, essentially, at this stage. I'm a bit fucking nuts. Um, I've got a good temper, mostly. I don't like to touch my friends, that kind of thing. I, if someone touch my friends, I'm going to have a fucking deck in them. Um, but basically, from year, years and years and years ago, I'm going to give you a run now, basically. basically. I'm adopted, I'm adopted from Thailand. And I, was actually, I was actually adopted like 10 days ago or something. Um, ten days ago, twenty years ago, twenty years and ten days ago. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I get you. But, twenty uh, years, twenty years and ten days ago, if there's any confusion. Yeah. For anybody. 
Yeah, I'm not sure if it's actually 10 days. It could be like less, could be more. I don't know. I'm not bothered checking the calendar. Um, but I was, that's the day I was adopted. But when I was born, I was abandoned in a hospital a day after I was born. Um, so then I ended up getting left in the hospital for about six months. Then I got sent to an adoption home over in Thailand for a year. So a year or 11 months. So by the time I was adopted, I was one and a half. Now, growing up, I was always a bit different because, like, you know, you don't really see too many, like, you know, Asian adopted kids, like, like the area houses in Seattle. Um, so I was like only one or two. My brother's adopted as well. And um, that's another thing I'm not going to get into that. Um, so that was a, so knowing the fact that I was completely different from everybody else was kind of weird, but nobody treated me any differently. Do you know what I mean? Um, like the friends that I grew up with in primary school, they all kind of, they always treated me like just another one of the lads, like, you know, just as kids do. Um, so I was very, very lucky in that regard to have like, you know, kids that were all there. When I got into secondary school, um, you kind of were treated like, a, I was kind of treated like a bit of a foreigner um, for the first couple of, first couple of weeks. Um, and that was hard. Because uh, by then, uh, I had been going through it to, to a lot of therapy because like in the two years prior, I think we went over to Thailand for a visit and something triggered me as in like, you know, I just hated myself. I was constantly angry. Like I used to destroy stuff in the house. Like I'd pick up chairs and fucking mash them. And I was only like 11, 10 or 11, like breaking chairs off things, like breaking walls down and um, not, not actual brick walls, but like, you know, kind of fucking plaster, plaster walls. Mm. Like I was extremely angry, like just hated the whole fucking world, and like I still kind of do to an extent, but that's not because I hate myself, which part and parcel of it was I hated myself. Um, so anyways, going to therapy and everything was just a big fucking mess. I hated therapy. The whole reason I hated it was because none of them related to me. Like none of them related. They're kind of just like talking to you and just chatting shit, and you're just like, here, lad. Like, what's your life story? Like, you know, you're not fucking, you're not adopted. You're just like, you're getting paid an awful lot of money just to sit here and try to talk to me. Like, I don't appreciate you and I don't appreciate the job they're trying to do around them. So therapy, therapy for me did not work. That's only, that's only from, I'm going to say that as a for me. Because some people find therapy extremely helpful. Some people, some people take it straight. Um, I'm not going to judge that because me personally, I don't like it. But I understand that people do like it. Um, then again, um then when I got as the older and older I got, like you know, just things just I hated myself. I fucking hated everything, I hated the world. I was playing rugby, um that was good. Rugby's kind of rugby's the only outlet that I had and that was only on twice a week though. And then sometimes rugby match on like the weekend. That wasn't enough, like it's just not enough. Um so like it got to a point where it was like I wouldn't cut myself, but I'd punch myself in the face, like I'd punch myself in the arms, I'd punch myself, like I'd physically hurt myself, like I'd walk, I'd run myself into walls and stuff, just because I was like, you're a fucking dog, because like, I just hate myself, you know what I mean, um, if you hate yourself, you know, you just know how fucking horrible it is, like, you know, you just hate everything about you, you hate your eyesight, you hate your teeth, you hate the fact that you can't see, you hate your hair, you hate the way you, you, hate the way you dress, you hate the way you look, um, you hate the way you, you're not like, built enough, you hate the way you eat, you hate the food you eat, you hate your hair, you hate everything, you hate your footwear, like, I do mean, like, you literally hate fucking everything, um, and to an extent, I still don't really like myself in terms of, um, just in general, because I'm just not fond of myself, people think I'm delightful sometimes, and I'm just like, oh, cool, that's nice, um, but I'm not a big fan of myself mainly because, I don't know, there's always just, I've always got like, something wrong with me, and then, 
and when I was 14, I tried to kill myself, tried to hang myself, and um, I just didn't go through with it, because I'm, honestly, I'm a bit of a bitch, and this is also why I don't like horror movies, like, somebody goes to me, like, oh, I don't like horror movies, because I'm a bitch, and that's also the same reason why I didn't kill myself, it's because I'm, I'm a pussy, like, um, but here I am, talking on a fucking romantic podcast, um, so, anyways, I kind of trudged on for years and years, that was all, to be honest, like, my, my sister kind of always got better treatment, I'm saying this now, because, you know, I'm probably going to get ripped out for this now when I'm downstairs because they probably hear this. But my sister kind of always got treated better than her family because she's not adopted. She's like, you know, my, my dad and my mom's like child, proper, proper child. You know, they're smart. Hmm. I always felt like the odd one out. Um, and I'm the middle child as well. So I always kind of get overlooked for shit like all the time. Um, so I never really appreciated the fact that I was like kind of always ignored. Not really always ignored, but I felt ignored. Um, so that wasn't helpful. But like, Anytime I'd be upset with something, the parents would kind of overlook it. Anytime I'd ask for something, they'd be like, and they said, no, it wouldn't be for a real reason. It would be because they said, I said, because I said so. That's not a real reason to me, which is why if somebody gives me, tells me something or says something that I'm not okay with, I'm going to like give me a proper reason for that, like, because it's bullshit what you're saying now. Um, yeah, if anyone ever says, like, if they retort to something, like, oh, why should you do that or why can't I do this, it's because I said so. That means, you know, they don't have a good reason, so they're just like... Do. It's just because they're too lazy to actually fucking do anything about Um, But, yeah, no, I didn't really have a great relationship with my parents when I was younger. Um, I did probably say it was great and everything, but to be honest, like, you know, I didn't feel good when I was, I didn't feel good when I was younger. Um, I then got a girlfriend at the age of 16 or whatever, and she ended up cheating on me, so that made me feel like absolute garbage. And then what ended up happening was I kind of realised that, like, Throughout my whole life, I felt like I was not good enough for like anything, which is why, which is a lot of the reason why I hate myself. Like, you know, why the fuck am I adopted? Why? Like, you know, like, because if you ever feel like you're not good enough for anything, like, all the scenarios will go through, run through your head. As in, like, um, you'll feel like you're not good enough. You'll feel like everything is your fault, even though like it mightn't be your fault. Like, apparently, the reason I'm adopted is because my birth mother couldn't take care of me, and I still put that on myself. You know what I mean? Like you still, you just naturally do because, like you know, you don't have an answer because she didn't give an answer. She's kind of fucked off. She fucked off a day after I was born, so I, that that still fucked me up. Like, um, to this day, I still have commitment issues. I have massive commitment issues, um, because I'm just afraid of people loving me because I'm just like, oh yeah, they're gonna leave me. So like, I also hate myself for that for just not being able to like let people like me or get to know me at all. Um, although this is kind of a stepping stone to that, so. Um, so yeah, have fun with knowing that I'm a complete nutjob. Um, um, but moving on from that, I joined jiu-jitsu basically because I was bored. Um, I'd been on I'd been on Leinster trials for rugby, and I'd been on and I didn't get any. I didn't go on to Leinster. That made me really upset. So that just reinforced the whole not good enough thing. But I mean, um, so that really fucked me up. Like that fucked me up for a little while. So what happened was, my, some of my friends from school were doing jiu-jitsu and kickboxing. So I decided to do jiu-jitsu and kickboxing i didn't do kickboxing because i was i was all afraid of getting punched in the face but i've been doing rugby for ages so bleeding the face like every weekend which i don't really know how that adds up but whatever um i think it's because i can't see the knees of knees the face so then i kind of just ignored it but yeah i never did striking i never started off with striking because i was kind of all scared of getting punched in the face as i said massive pussy um but basically when I started joining jiu-jitsu, I didn't think about anything else while I'm doing jiu-jitsu. When you're doing rugby, you think about 
all the shit that's going on. You think about all the shit that's going on, and then you have to think about catching a ball, and you have to think about dumping a guy in their head, trying to tackle him when they have the ball. But with jiu-jitsu, I was constantly engaged. I was constantly, you know, I, I switched on. Like, you know, I was in the moment. I was in the zone. Um, mm. It sounds really fucking stereotypical to say I was in the zone, but I was. Like, you know, when you, when you, do, when you first do your first jiu-jitsu class, you'll do it, and then within, like, 15 minutes, it's over. You're just like, oh. And you realize it's an hour and a half later, and like you know, it felt like ten minutes because like you're so you're so activated and you're so ready to go um, in that space of time. Now, I competed three weeks into my three weeks into my training. Don't do that. Don't. Well, no, you can do that if you want. I got I got out though, not sleep, but I, I got put in the channel and I almost went to sleep. Didn't go to sleep. Um, but that's just that's just kind of. That made me realize what I'm capable of, even though I was only doing it three weeks. And I went, I stepped into the competition. I was like, yeah, fuck this, this is the grand. Like, you know, I'm okay. Like, so that was handy. That was all right. Um, and then as the years went on, I saw myself improving in jiu-jitsu and mentally as well. Because I dropped out of school at that stage. Um, I, yeah, I dropped, basically dropped out of school at that stage. I started going to the gym full time because it was the only thing that made me happy. School didn't make me happy. I, I hated school. I hated the teachers. I hated the fact that it was just such an authoritarian led kind of based fucking piece of shit. I fucking hated it. Because it's always like, well, study this. Why? Because we said so. Like, that's not an answer. Like, how is in the, like, WB Yates like essential to my future and well being? Like, I just don't. Mm. I understand that he's a great poet. I understand that, like, you know he's done great things or like he's written great poems and stuff but I just don't see it as relevant to my future and I'd ask those sort of questions I'd never get an answer for them so I just kind of went away from it in jiu-jitsu I'd ask Kieran a question I'd be like here why do I have to do this like he's like well if you don't do that you take your back it's like oh what, mm. what happens if I do it kind of halfway it's like well it'll work a little bit but then you might get put in a triangle. And I was like, all right, okay, well, that makes sense then. Because I was getting answers for the things that I was asking for. I hate not getting answers for the things that I ask for. Um, if it's, even if, I, if I'm like here, what's the story this? Like, well, that's kind of like, you know, that's a sensitive subject. Like, you know, we won't go near it. That's more of an answer than no. Why not? Because I said so. You know yeah, I mean? like, the only person I'd accept the answer because I said so from would be like fucking... If it's like a jiu-jitsu question, it'd be like Hicks and Gracie. That's like the only fucking person I'd accept the answer yeah. because I said so yeah. in like a jiu-jitsu scenario. Because like, you know, you do have answers for mo- nearly everything. It's just like, oh, why shouldn't I do a flying triangle every fucking day? Well, because you might break your partner's knees or you might slam your head in the floor and go fucking mm. unconscious or you might break your neck. That That's a good idea not to do it. Yeah. Oh, well, that makes sense then. Instead of being like, just don't do it. Don't do it, man. Yeah. No, no fucking flying triangles. Why not, coach? Because I said so. Like, it's, give him a good, honest reason why you shouldn't. Well, yeah. guys, if you do flying triangles, you could seriously injure your partner or yourself. We'd mm. rather you don't do that. So don't, yeah. please refrain from doing flying triangles. As said, in my first competition, the second competition, the guy knocked himself out trying to fly an armbar. So, yeah, don't do it. Anyways, <laughs> like, like, about a year or two in, about a year in or six months in, um, I'd met this other girl and she was like in the gym as well. Well, actually I kind of kind of made her go to the gym because like you know, she was doing ga and stuff and she was just getting treated like shit on the team. She wouldn't get she wouldn't get to play because not because she was bad, but because like you know, ga is a lot about who you are and fucking how good you are more so than anything else. Um 
So she was kind of getting pushed around. I told her to join the gym, and she, and this is kind of, this is kind of relevant. But like she, um, she noticed as well the whole benefits of being like, of being, of being, like in the gym and doing jiu-jitsu all the time, and um, great for your mental health. It just is, um, like you know your head's clear. You're not thinking about anything else. You're in the zone constantly, and you're making friends. You're making all these weird fucking dumbass friends who somehow <laughs> in common with you outside of the gym. You just you just do, which is really funny because you don't really think about it that way. Um, I was what was I doing? Yeah, I was then. I was in the gym for ages in Yonks and fucking. I'd been there from like for about three hours at a time because I just won't want to leave because it's the only place in Tullamore that actually kind of made me happy. Um, just because everything else is just so shit, and it was easy to me. It was kind of the my life was just a fucking mess. Obviously, I didn't delve too deep into it. But life, my life has just been the whole fucking nutcase of fucking dealing with everybody and dealing with fucking family and dealing with being different and fucking dealing with myself as well. Like, you know, yourself is probably the most annoying thing that you have to deal with. And people will ask you, would you rather stay in a room full of 100 strangers or just by yourself? People will say 100 strangers because being with yourself is terrifying. Um, I still don't like being on my own. Um, I just don't like thinking to myself. Because my brain um, but then two years later, um, she left basically. She went to go study in England, and that's like you know I don't, I'm not going to comment anything else on that other than you know that's what she needed to do. So I'm I'm not going to stop her from doing that. Like, um, so like Jiu-Jitsu got me through this stupid hard time of fucking dealing with the loss of somebody that I fucking absolutely adored, um. Cause they all knew her as well like you know she was in the gym for about a year and a half i was in it for about two years two and a half years at that point um i got my blue belt when i was with her i got my white blue belt white belt and everything when i was with her um so she was a really big cornerstone in my life and just like the gym and everybody else in there would constantly like how are you doing like you know how are you keeping like, chatting to her? and i was like no no not chatting to her, but i'm doing all right like yeah because i've been in the gym constantly like you know helping coaching and stuff um because it was the only thing that could keep me distracted from, you know, dealing with the fact that I lost someone very dear to me. Yeah. We're not on good terms at the moment. We're not on good terms anymore as well. So that kind of, that didn't help either. But then the gym kind of just washed all that away. Whenever I'm in the gym, everything just washes away. And everybody said that whenever I'm like, training, nothing else matters. Um, it's kind of like those stupid, crummy love, love songs. I'm like, oh, when I meet you, nothing else matters. It's like, you, well, I'm at the gym, nothing else matters. Apart from what <laughs> <laughs> it's just such like but um but then like like where i am now compared to where i was a year ago i am 70 71 kilo 70 kilos when i joined i was 60 i'm 510 so when i was when i joined i was really skinny um put on a good bit of muscle my head has gotten so much better like i do mean like i literally back then i wasn't happy i'm still not very like i'm still not some things happened there earlier on in my life and that's fine because that's who I am as a person that's just what made me what I am today um, and that's fine like you know I'm okay with that now I'm okay with it years ago when I when I think about that I'd be like no you're a fucking failure like um, now I just think like come here like that's just what it was like you know shit happened it's fine just learn from it um, like I've won I've won about 20 so more medals I think it's around 20 I don't know how many it is I've won a lot of medals and that kind of reinforced the fact that 
I'm good enough. I'm good enough for whatever it is life throws at me. Do you know what I mean? Instead, hmm. instead of constantly being knocked down by the whole, oh, you're adopted. You're not good enough for anything. But now I'm winning competitions. Like you know, I'm on. A t- I was on. I'm on a great fucking like gym team. Um, Kieran Darwin like empowered me. Like full on empowered me. It was like, Kieran, oh, you're you're capable of great things. Like just get your shit together. But like he wouldn't mean it by the way. He'd literally be like, if you train and got your shit together, you'd be a great athlete. But no, you're sitting at home only training like three times a week. It's like I train more than that. And he's like, no. No, not enough. Like, but he'd be ripping the piss out of you. Like, not, not, not. <laughs> he does it because he wants you to be the best version of yourself. That's what you just do. It just helps you be the best version of yourself. Um, like right now, where I am now, I've never been. Well, maybe not quite at this second because it's quarantine. Um, I am at the physical. I'm at my peak physical health. Um, in terms of just, I feel good. I feel good constantly. Like you know, I'm eating right. I'm sleeping. Better than I was because I used to. I was a mad insomniac. I sleep maybe two or three hours like a night, and I sleep maybe like five hours, like maybe ten hours a week most. Um, so I constantly, be, I constantly be, be in my own head, constantly thinking about shit, constantly on the internet, so making things worse. Um, so that was a big fuck up for me. But now where I am now, it's just like I'm comfortable with my own skin, as your man, as your man said. Um, I'm comfortable with my own skin. Um, I'm at a good weight. I feel healthy. I'm, my hair is a bit of a mess right now, so I don't like that. Um, <laughs> actually, also fixed my hair. So that's when I was younger. So that was actually another big boost for me. Um, even just having a nice haircut, just just because I'm just because I like looking at myself and being like, yeah, it's a nice haircut. You know what I mean, instead of being like, I fucking hate the glasses or whatever. Because I wear glasses and I can't see, and I hate myself for the fact that I can't see. So my fault is just because I got hit in the head. Anyways, moving on. Um, <laughs> but like in terms of where I was three years ago, it's completely different. Like I'm like I help teach some of the classes in the gym. I coach wrestling. I'm on the Irish wrestling team. I won however many jiu-jitsu shows. Not so many, but I've been on so many. So I helped out with jiu-jitsu shows as well. Uh, just to where I am now. People recognize me as well whenever I go to competitions, which is fucking amazing. And I've never had that before where people recognize who I am. Mm, that's actually how we, how we met, like, uh, yeah. initially. I recognized him from Instagram and all that shit because I seen him at a competition. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's amazing how, like, such a big community can bring people together, like. And um, it just kind of, it made me to where I was at the point where I was like, oh, I'm good enough for anything. Like, you know, I'm good enough for anything that life throws at me. Um which a lot of people still struggle with. Like, you know, I do know a few people who just, like, they just don't, they're not okay with the whole, like, life thing. And I, neither am I. Life is tough. Life sucks fucking ass. It just does. Um, but jiu-jitsu gave me the power to, like, just be like, here, look, if I can go into the gym with more people or if I can go abroad to England and compete and win and come home with a bronze for my first time, for my third ever competition on my, like, first time competing abroad, I can do pretty much anything that life throws at me. Um... It's the same with it's the same with Kieran Darwin. It's the same with all the coaches there. Andrew Barrett, Jack Dolan. Jack Dolan's been a fucking massive help to me. Um, he was a bit of a shy kid when he first started as well. Just um, he's just like an animal now, and he's just fucking strong people. And he's one of my best mates in the gym. Like he, he probably wouldn't he probably would say I'm a dickhead, but he's probably one, he's probably one of my best mates in the gym. Um, and people like John Nash, Carl, Carl Nash, Tig Nash, all the all they're all Nashes. Um, Adrian Albert, like Chris Lunham. All the guys in my gym, like, you know, 
I wouldn't be where I am now without them. And it all starts with me stepping in one time because I was bored, because I was depressed out of my fucking mind, um, because I wasn't sleeping, because I said, here, look, I'm going to do something now instead of sitting sitting at home being fuck off. Um, life is hard. It just is hard. And I've had plenty of life experience. Like, I've had plenty of fucking heartache and enough fucking problems to last me three lifetimes. Do you know what I mean? So, mm. like, um, whatever life throws at you, it's not going to be as bad as what life throws at you or whatever the gym throws at you. Because mm. the whole reason why I love the gym as well is because it's easy compared to my real life. My real life sucks. I don't have a job right now. Well, I've got a job now, but for a long time I didn't have a job because I'd be trying to get jobs and I'd get rejected and then I'd get, I'd get kind of like disheartened and I want to do it again. In jiu-jitsu, if I don't get something, my instant reaction is to, I'm going to fucking do that again. I'm going to tear it off this time. More than likely an armor. It's probably an armor. <laughs> but, like, if you miss something and you're so close to it, what's the thing? What's your instant reaction? Try it again. Yeah, exactly. And then that started translating over to my life. So now I actually have a job um, at West, which is why, which is where me and Humanzi are going to be doing, um, going to be doing some uh, exclusive content. <laughs> thing. But, like, it's just... Jiu-Jitsu gives you such empowerment, it gives you such confidence, and like you can talk to anybody, and you know everybody. Knowing everybody is actually kind of cool, um, because just it is really cool. Um, I was talking to one of the lads there from the gym, and he said, um, just the way you walk and everything, it's completely different than when you first came in. Like I walk really upright, and I walk looking straight ahead of me, really confident. Like you know, I don't give a fuck of what's going on. Like you know, I'm going to walk ahead of me. And he said he was in a nightclub talking to me one time, and his friend was there. And uh, I was chatting to I was chatting to my friend. His name is Park. That's actually it's Park. Yeah, I was chatting to Park, and you know, I, I was like, right, well, I'm looking for the lads. So I tried to get on, and I went off and I started walking. And his friend said, "It's like the fucking everybody's just moving out of the way from him because he's just so comfortable, just so like you know, he's just so comfortable with himself. Because if you're confident, and you're comfortable with yourself. People are automatically the people who aren't like that are automatically going to be like, oh shit, this guy means business like, and you kind of just like get out of the way. Um. So that's why whenever like I walk, I always try to walk with a straight back. I always try to walk with my head up, looking directly ahead of where I'm going to be going. Um, and jiu-jitsu does that. Like, Kieran, Kieran has told me so many times to um, be relentless and just to be confident. Like, you know, if you act confident, you will be confident. And like he's told me so many times, just look at, look at your enemy right in the face. Look at your opponent right in the face and say, bring it. Like, I know mm. it's kind of like people who, people who don't do jiu-jitsu they won't understand this yet and if they don't and if they do that's even all the better but if they don't then I highly advise you doing one class and you'll just see what the difference is even one class are kind of like you might come out of it really really fucking confused because same um, still um, but it just brings you to a higher point of where you're like here life is hard but jiu-jitsu is harder so or vice versa, like jujitsu is easier than life, so therefore they like jujitsu. Or they like, or they like jujitsu because it's not their life. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's something completely different. Um, like obviously there's a lot more to my story than I'm fucking telling you there, but um, it it's genuinely saved my life. Kieran Davern was a big part of that. Um, I'll never stop singing praises of Kieran Davern. I know it sounds like a lick artist, but <laughs> but like if you've got some, if you've got people, you know that cornerstones in your life and your development your mental health like you know they're going to be super important to you like and um everybody in my gym i treat them like family 
like you know i would treat them like family because like you know that's what they've been to me and that's what they've treated me like it's like family Mm. yeah guys on that note i think we should wrap up the episode there we'll be we'll be approaching this again this topic like a part two sort of thing we'll mm. get some more sort of uh stories of people we'll like share some more like we'll come back to this at a later date do you, want you know what do jiu-jitsu yeah that's uh the cliff notes it's too long didn't read do jiu-jitsu but guys uh if you want to uh, follow us on any uh, social medias. It's uh, myself is Human Jiu Jitsu, Khan is Khan underscore Gracie, Sean is Shawnee Judo Jits, and we have uh, the podcast page, uh, the Human Jiu Jitsu podcast. These will be in the description, hopefully. And um, guys, if you have any uh, inputs on this topic, if you want to share your story about Jiu Jitsu helping your mental health, hit, either put in the comments or hit us up on Instagram, any of us, it's all good. Or, you know, hit us up on the Facebook group, which just got created, the Human Jiu-Jitsu group. Human Jiu-Jitsu podcast group, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, can I just say as well, anybody that's afraid to fucking share their story, you don't have to share your story, but, like, you know, if you want to go in and just, like, if you're in a gym and just look at where you've came from, from, like, maybe a week or two ago or a month ago or even, like, you know, a year ago, like, you know, that's how you, that's how you know you're improving, even in terms of mental health. You know what I mean, so like, you know, mm. go, go try it out, go do your thing. If it's not for you, it's not for you. For therapy, then that's cool or whatever. But exercise and mental health, it's all it's all very important. You need to stay on top of your mental health, or else things are going to go sideways. Um, if you're not okay, then everything else in your life won't be okay. So, yeah, just stay on top of it, guys. Please, please reach out to somebody as well. Doesn't matter if you know them or not, they can be completely anonymous. You can reach out to myself. You can reach out to Manzi. Um, we'll listen to you. We'll we'll talk to you. We'll do whatever. You can reach out to Sean. Uh, Shawnee Judo Jitsu. Uh, Judo Jits. Judo Jits. And uh, we we are more than happy to listen to your story. Like, um, if you're listening to tough shit, like I know people have gone. Everybody has their own story and everybody has their own baggage, but that's okay. So, like. Please, please, please reach out to somebody if you're feeling not okay. Like, I right. so guys, on that note, we're gonna end the podcast there. You already, we already gave you the preamble of like where to follow us and all that stuff. But if you've entered the ads, just send hit us up on Instagram. Oos.